Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This is absolutely the scariest time of the NFL season. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. What is up, Joseph? I've noticed that at the start of literally every segment we have done, the first half of your first sentence is off air because your mic is not on. Well, yeah, I'm new to radio. (laughs) Only been doing it 25 years. So, uh, you know. Yeah, Joe, here's what you will learn that Canty learned very quickly over the course of, I would say, days. I'm a moron. (laughs) When it comes to the blocking and tackling of life, I am inept. Miss 12 missed tackles. Just that's the box score after every game. (laughs) I can't find my sunglasses. They've been gone for 24 hours. The last time I was here, I left them not once, but twice in our boss's office. Twice. This is me in a nutshell. I And here's the funny thing. I'm a detail person. And yet mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does not sound like it. <laughs> Microphone off. I get the first three words of the show. It's a private show. The opening three words are only for me. No one else can hear them. Why don't you just leave the sunglasses in the car then? Because that makes sense. And I don't <laughs> do that. Look, this is this is absolutely a frightening time. We need you to be a part of the show at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And what am I talking about there? Look at what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. You have no Chris Jones. You don't know when that is going to come to an end, his holdout at this point. You have injuries that are now popping up with Legereus Sneed. You've got the whole situation with Travis Kelsey. You don't expect to see him tomorrow night. At least I don't expect to see him tomorrow night. Joe, across the board, this has got to be the most frightening time for a lot of teams because every year we see one or two of those teams that is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender already get caught up in injury problems. There are people that will listen to this and they'll watch the coverage of how significant this Travis Kelsey injury appears, and they'll think it's hyperbole. Everyone's making a big deal out of it. We haven't gotten a definitive statement on how long he's going to be out. Mahomes is going to be able to overcome, perhaps. But there is such a thing, and we talk about this all the time in the gambling world out in Las Vegas, known as injury luck. It's a manner in which people try to quantify one team's injuries from one season to the next to see which team suffered the most injuries. Aaron Schatz and the guys at Football Outsiders did an excellent job of this. They called it adjusted games lost. How many games per season are you losing due to injury? But not all injuries are considered the same. If Patrick Mahomes misses a game versus the third-string cornerback missing a game, that's not the same. So they waited. What we see is that from one year to the next, if you were on the extreme example side of this equation – You could bounce back big time next year. Mm -hmm. But when you have a year in which you play clean, healthy football all year, it is very difficult to sustain that from one year to the next. And two two of the healthiest teams in the NFL last year, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, the two teams that met in the Super Bowl. Those teams were in the top five 
in terms of injury luck. Here are the teams that were in the bottom 10. Tell me if you have anything in common from these teams. Denver, Tennessee, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Buccaneers. I'll give you the top five. None of them made the playoffs except for the Bucs. They only got there because they were 8-9 and nine in a soft division. Yeah. Right? In a god-awful division. On the other side, you look at the healthiest teams, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Philly, Kansas City, Minnesota. Everybody's in the playoffs except Pittsburgh. And, it, and they were playing for it in Week 18. And they were right there. They were 9-8. and eight. If you are a Chiefs fan, you've got the Chris Jones holdout, which is just as good as an injury if he's not going to be on the field. And now this Travis Kelsey situation... I'd be concerned because you were very healthy last year, and it looks like the tide is swinging back the other way this season. And I'll tell you the other thing about the Chris Jones thing. You could talk about when he's going to come back, and maybe he'll be back soon. And now in training camp, you're going to have to ramp up if you're going to be able to successfully stay healthy throughout the course of the year. Because when you miss training camp, there's even more of a chance that you're going to get banged up. So that would even scare me when he gets back. So that's a problem. And when you look at the Chiefs, one thing that has been pretty consistent for them has been home field advantage yes, in sir. the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. Pretty consistent for them, to say the least. And if you want to look at the first four games and just think conservatively that you're affected by these particular injuries during that stretch, Detroit at Jacksonville, Chicago at home, at the Jets. I think you catch a break. By playing two NFC teams in the first four weeks, it's going to play a big role into tiebreakers yes. and all that to your benefit. That if the Chiefs, the Chiefs get off to an 0-2 start, I don't care. doesn't matter. I'm not worried in the least like I might be worried about somebody else. That is a great situation to be in, and that is where the schedule has broken their way because I am not going to worry about home field advantage this early in the year when I'm the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. The importance of not only home field advantage, but getting a first-round bye. All right, last year, the two one-seeds, and that's the way the NFL's moved, only the one-seeds get the bye now. That week has proven to be extraordinarily valuable. Because the two one-seeds represented their respective conferences in the Super Bowl last year, Philadelphia and Kansas City. You go back over the last 10 years and look at the 20 teams that played in the Super Bowl over the last 10 years. 17 of those 20 teams that made the Super Bowl had a bye week. They were either a one or a two-seed. Because we just switched to the one-seed getting the bye recently. You look at one-seeds over the last 10 years, 13 one seeds have made the Super Bowl out of the possible 20 teams that have qualified for the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. So that home field advantage, that bye week, extremely valuable. So while you're right in terms of an 0-2 start, it's not the end of the world for a Patrick Mahomes-led team. If it tips the balance of favor to Cincinnati or to Buffalo or the Jets, now suddenly the Chiefs on the road, that's very different than playing the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Is it? Is it? Because we can point to those 17 teams. We could point to the other three. Did... Those other teams have Patrick Mahomes? They did not. No. And this is my problem. When we have, we're not talking about a superstar quarterback. We're talking about an elite level player of all time in this game. And when you have that, it not only, we, we spent time yesterday talking about how great players cover up what your deficiencies are. Patrick Mahomes covers up what an entire unit's deficiencies are in a lot of ways. I'm not saying you could have the worst offensive line in football and get away with it with him, but I'm saying you can go into any building at any point, at any time, and think you can win that game and be fully confident of your ability to win that game because of his presence. That's why it doesn't bother me. I get the numbers and what they say. But this team's different. 
because of his presence. To your point, rare is the feat in which you lose a wide receiver who goes to Miami, records what, 1,800 receiving yards? Yeah. And you still throw for 5,000. That's uh, it. Doesn't there aren't a lot of guys that are going to lose Tyreek Hill and not miss a beat on their way to a winning an MVP award and b winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like we all thought that was going to be a problem for Kansas City. It proved not to be a problem at all. So you wonder now with Kelsey, how is that going to be viewed if he's going to miss game one, game two, possibly the first month of the season? Well, here's what I also know that at every workout that Mahomes had in the off season, who was following him around like a puppy dog because he wanted him there. Sky Moore. Yes, sir. He was at every one of them, and he is building that rapport, and I am not remotely concerned about that. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. As far as Kelsey is concerned, let's hear from his brother. Here's Jason Kelsey, the Eagles center on Sports Radio 94 WIP, asked about the status of Travis. Trav, I know he's got some swelling going on. Sounds like as long as they can get that down, um, you know, he's going to have a chance to go. The Ligaments and everything are intact structurally. Uh, from what we know right now, uh, his knee's fine. So really it's about getting that swelling down and then seeing how bruised that bone is. Here's what I want to know. Like, why would you ever consider playing him? Uh, we can talk about Mahomes and he's still going to give them a great chance to win the game. I personally would pick the Lions and take the six points, but... Why would you ever play Travis Kelsey tomorrow night? That's a great question. Number one, that line's actually down to four and a half. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it continues to drop. uh, Which is going to lead me to another follow-up for you. Does it feel as if the Lions are starting to become too trendy of a dog? I've had every TV show on today. I've been listening to everything. Time out. I apologize that I did not know it. A point and a half? In we, a day? Yeah. Well, we saw yesterday with the news, it was six and a half. To it six. went to six. Then it dropped to about five, five and a half last night. Now we're down to four and a half as of today. So the, the thought process there is Travis Kelsey now worth about two points to the spread. But everyone's picking Detroit now. And now is where you start to th- sit sit there and think to yourself, is this becoming the trendy dog? Am I overthinking Are it? Are we opening the season with the trendy dog where we're all going to be on Detroit? And then there goes Mahomes, 5-0 and oh in week one as a starter, winning those five games by 13 points per game. Yeah. Showing us once again, we're all idiots. I get it. Doubt I, am, I am absolutely the guy that gets scared to death to wager when everybody else is in on it. But that aside, I have no reason, if I'm Andy Reid, to put Travis Kelsey anywhere near that field. So you think, let him get healthy, yes. get 100%, we'll figure it out when you come back. And I've got this nice little mini buy this weekend. That's I got what, a little extra time. That's what Jamar Chase said about Joe Burrow, right? He yeah. said, take a couple weeks off. We'll be fine. We want to make sure you're 100% when you come back from that calf strain. I have no issue with that. I First of all, I don't know that Joe Burrow, you listen to Canty. Canty talked about calf strain uh, injuries. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be 100% all year, but you give him as much time as you need to. And if I'm Andy Reid, like, what am I worried about? I got Patrick Mahomes. Let's... I'll go try to win tomorrow night. If we win tomorrow night, that's great. If we don't win tomorrow night, eh, okay. We didn't lose a conference game. That's not going to kill me there. And we lost opening night 
against a team that is an up-and-comer. And And by the way, I didn't have the second second and third most important players on my team. Do you think this in any way changes the opinion in the front office of how Chris Jones' situation is being perceived? Meaning, do we need to give him what he wants to get him in sooner? Or is it, hey, if we're going to lose Kelsey and things might fall apart, maybe we're less inclined to rush to get something done? Maybe that's two or three games, and there's going to have to be two things that happen. Number one, you start... Not even 0-2. I'd say if they, God forbid, started 0-3, uh, it would make me bend uh, and and certainly break at that point. And number two, that would certainly play into that. If he looks resolute, if there's not even a hint of him being interested in having a discussion uh, on other than where his terms are or at least meeting in the middle, then I have to go and go above and beyond to try to make this happen. That's where you get me. So you, I think Chris Jones is resolute in this. It, it feels, it certainly feels like it. So you don't see it as one of those if they start zero and three, maybe the quote season is lost. We're not going to go ahead and shell out all this money now. When what's the point? Because we're already zero and three. You don't think that could be the process? That would be not for the, the Chiefs, Chiefs to punt on the season would be absurd, right? You have Patrick Mahomes. You lose the first three games. You would punting. never count yourself out. No, they're not punting. They're not punting. It'd be Absolutely a good take, not. though, wouldn't it? Uh, it'd be amazing. Like, should the Chiefs punt on the season? Triple Eight say ESPN. Should the Chiefs punt on the season? <laughs> <laughs> it's Carla versus Joe. Just getting started on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. One quarterback is not looking to get back to the best form of his career. He actually thinks he can be even better. Sorry that he's wrong. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Countdown to the NFL season rolls on. Feel good to be back, baby. Oh, he steps to the house. Touchdown. Turn it up and down. Turn it up and down. Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Time for some football, baby. Only one day 
Until the Lions and Chiefs kick off the 2023 season, the NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. I don't know what's fair to expect for Deshaun Watson, but I can't imagine that he's going to be able to get back to the level of play that he was a couple of years ago. It is Carlin versus Joe ESPN radio presented by progressive insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV boat, ATV and more all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Interesting story this morning. I was reading in the athletic about Deshaun Watson and some interesting quotes that I wanted to share with you real quick. All right. This is uh, one of those things where they poll AFC executives, NFC executives about where they would rank teams in the conference. Okay. The Browns ranged anywhere from eighth, eighth in the conference to 13th. Now, I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. That's what the, that's what's happening here. All that movement over there, and you held it in too. Yeah, here's the thing. That can't feel good. I know they, Did anyone else see that? That looked like a I, walrus shivering. Because here's the thing. <laughs> here's, that's an amazing. I'll be here one. all week. That looked like a walrus shivering. <laughs> you, like you, you. <laughs> we gotta. Are we? Are we able to get that clip and get that out to oh, people on social? Absolutely. Oh, the way in which he held that and then just had this like shiver. <laughs> You got to let that go. You got to let that go. But here's the thing. If I let that go, the seismographs are going to go off. (laughs) I I look like a party favor when I sneeze. And you know what? It honestly sounds like at times, and my wife has said this, she will hear me at one end of the house sneeze, and it sounds like Monica Seles used to when she was returning serve. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the (laughs) bitch. Like that. Yeah, it totally sounds like that. Does she even give you the bless you, or is it just an inconvenience and an annoyance to her to hear you sneeze? She gives me the bless you. She does. She but gives with me a little one. bit of disgust? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, bless And she's you. almost surprised when I don't blow the roof off the place. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Anyway, I want to share these quotes with you. Yeah, and I thought it was Watson. very courteous of me, by the way, to, to tell you in advance, I'm going to sneeze. It was very classy. I found it to be extraordinarily classy. Yeah. And if nothing else, that's where we are. <laughs> uh, listen, so here's the quote from one AFC exec about Deshaun Watson. And granted, this is not uh, by any stretch written in stone that this is what's going to happen. But he says, I think that cloud is still hanging over his head. Everybody knew the game. Uh, everybody who knew the game was concerned about the guy sitting out a year, especially a quarterback who hasn't proven he's super conscientious in everything he does. He looked like a second-year player trying to learn things last year. Hopefully for them, it doesn't hold. I am exceptionally skeptical that he's going to get back to that level of play. I called the Week 18 game against Pittsburgh on ESPN Radio last year, and he did not look like anywhere near that same player. And granted, I know he missed 11 games and he's still getting back in the flow, but that's that's six games back at that point. Here's Deshaun on what he expects this year. You know, I don't want to return as a guy at Houston. I want to be better than that guy. So what I was, what is it, 2023, three years ago, I'm not the same guy. So um, I feel like I've improved, I've evolved to a new level, um, and I'm ready to be able to show that. You know, I, you know, last year was a tricky time where, you know, I was learning everything, but 
you know, I, I don't want to just get caught up on, hey, Houston this, Houston that. You know, I got I had a lot of fun, a lot of success in Houston, but I want to have that success and start something new in Cleveland. He's got weapons to work with, and there really are, is no excuse this season. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback here. And the reason I say that is I just see a guy that doesn't look anywhere near as confident as he used to. And I think, frankly, what happened off the field has shaken all of that. It has shaken him to his core, but he did it to himself. All very good points. And if that's what ends up happening and he never regains, I don't think it'll be a big surprise to anybody. I find myself on the opposite side of the spectrum, though. I think this is one of the best buy-low opportunities in the NFL this season. And that's saying something because the win total is projected to be around 9, 9.5. But where you see Deshaun Watson go in fantasy leagues, where you see his prop set this season, the expectation for where Cleveland finishes, some executives telling you as low as 13, I think they're a buy-low. If we were talking about one good season in Houston, where he had this one great season, and then he was gone for a couple years and then came back and struggled, and we're wondering whether or not he can rekindle, I would be more inclined to say no. But there was a three-year run where he was excellent. Three years, 85 touchdowns, 28 interceptions. He threw for about 13,000 yards. He completed just under 70% of his passes. He was very, very good. And I think Cleveland... I mean, I put my money where my mouth is. 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, I played it. 25 to 1 to win the AFC, I played it. Because they've got a top five offensive line. They've got Nick Chubb at running back. They've got Amari Cooper and several other pass catchers at their disposal. The defense is solid. They went out and they signed Dalvin Tomlinson away from Minnesota in free agency, addressing the interior of the defensive line. That's going to help Miles Garrett. Kevin Stefanski's only a couple years removed from NFL Coach of the Year. He's an offensive mind. If Watson can get close to finding that form in Houston, which we saw three solid years with the Texans, I think this is one of the surprise teams in the NFL. I really do. My problem is that we're two and a half years removed from this. And who have we seen do this? Michael Vick we saw do this. It was a while ago, yeah. Do you think, this is, my, do you think this is Michael Vick? Do you think Deshaun Watson is as good as Michael Vick was? Originally, I'd have to go back and look at some. Vic, Vic was very exciting to watch. He yes. made a lot of big plays. I have to go back and look to see how consistent was he. Was he was he was he good with the football in terms of turnovers? He was pretty good. And this is also a guy that went into Green Bay in ridiculously bad conditions and won. It was freezing in Green Bay in the in the postseason. This was with Vic. Um, when you look at how he played when he came out and came back with Philadelphia, was he the same player? No, but he was still pretty damn good. I would actually take Watson over Vic. I'm looking at his stuff mm-hmm. right now, okay? he First of all, career passer, 56%. Vic was never accurate with the football. Mm-hmm. The three years before he went away, 2,300 passing yards, 2,400 passing yards, 2,400 passing yards. 14 touchdowns, 15 touchdowns, 20 touchdowns, 12 INTs, 13 INTs, 13 INTs. So nowhere near the touchdown production of Watson. Mm-hmm. More interceptions than Watson. What about the rushing yards, though? We have Rushing to yards, we in. do have to factor that in. I can bring that up if I scroll down just a little bit, and you will look at those three seasons, and you'll have somewhere around 900, 500, and 1,000. Yeah. So, yeah, that's absolutely a key component to put in there as well. So he, dangerous, exciting, fun to watch. I think Watson's peak was better than Vic's peak before all that happened, which now we're stumbling into that. But I think he can rekindle. He's young. He's really young. If he was in a bad situation or he had only had one good year, I would be on your side completely. But I've seen three good years out of him in Houston with Bill O'Brien, who probably deserves a little bit more credit than what he got for his time there. 
He was pretty solid with the football. He picked up rushing yards as well, not to Vic's extent. Cleveland's dangerous, in my opinion. And 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 you know what? Go look at the AFC right now. Kansas City's got the holdout from Jones and the Travis Kelsey injury. Cincinnati has the Joe Burrow calf strain. Buffalo's got Von Miller on the PUP list. Miami lost Jalen Ramsey till what? December. Baltimore, Marlon Humphrey, star corner. He's out the first few weeks of the season. The Jets have O-line issues. The AFC, for as concentrated as the talent is at the top, there are issues with all those teams at the top. There's room. And I bet you have a surprise team as well. Oh, I do. Jacksonville. I, I love Look at you. I love To the AFC South we Can go. Can I even call them a surprise team anymore? I think a lot of people are on this. If you have them going deep, yes. If you have them winning the division and maybe winning a playoff game, that wouldn't be a surprise team. But if you see, could they be an AFC championship team? Yes, they absolutely can. Okay, then that's a surprise team. Jacksonville will be playing for the AFC championship game, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top three candidate for MVP this year. He's sitting around 15 or 16 to 1 right now, so he's in the top six or seven in terms of the odds. Uh, and I'll tell you what, we can talk about Christian Kirk, we can talk about Ridley, all that. The guy that is a massive weapon that people don't give enough credit to is Travis Etienne. And it's because Doug Peterson does not run the football a ton. You know, I think he only carried it 220 times last year. 5.1 a carry. That dude is productive. And he can catch the ball out yeah. of the backfield, too. And I like what they're doing defensively, too. I really do. Shame I Urban Jackson. Meyer couldn't get more out of him. <laughs> Or anything. Anything. <laughs> it's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Another quarterback likely to get bounced. Is he already being set up by his head coach for failure? This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com do i feel the pressure no you know i don't run from it you know i look forward to it i think russell wilson has a lot to prove after last year's performance he didn't play well last year now under sean payton it'll be interesting to see how he responds in an offense that we know has had great success because we've seen it with drew Brees. can he humble himself to come in and say you know what i don't need the office i don't need the parking spot i don't need my own management team i just want to be the quarterback of this football team he's got to humble himself and allow sean payton to coach him Canty and I had a bit going a few weeks back where I would take direct quotes from Russell Wilson and from Chat GPT. <laughs> and you would have to tell me, were they from Russell Wilson or Chat GPT? 
How accurate was he? About 50%. 50%. Because the when I put into chat GPT online, give me some Russell Wilson quotes, they were amazingly similar. <laughs> Tell me about pressure. I don't feel pressure. I don't run from pressure. Exactly what we just heard. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. And, of course, on your smart speakers as well at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Russell Wilson is being set up right now to fail. I totally see this. And if you're Sean Payton, you walked into this situation and you see some of the quotes that have come out from Seth Wickersham's lengthy piece on ESPN.com about Sean Payton about will you stop kissing babies, will you stop doing all this stuff, where Peyton is making this look good. He is making it look like he is coming in and trying to make it work with Russ, trying to fix him. I don't think he wants any part of that. I think he wants Russ gone, and I think eventually that's going to happen. Now, Russ, for his part, I think if he showed enough interest in letting Peyton fix him, and treat Peyton like his own personal Apollo Creed in Rocky Three. <laughs> you know, there is no tomorrow. If you actually listened to him and you went out there and played like that, well, maybe at the end of the year, there's an outside chance you make the playoffs and the two of you were dancing in the surf. But I'm not counting on any of that happening. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. I get the vision in my mind. The yes. high socks. Yeah, oh, you can see Russ wearing those high <laughs> yeah, socks. High socks. Absolutely. But Peyton's got to shake him up. They got to shake him up more than anything. This team last year paid way too much money to not only its quarterback, but the rest of its offense. And what they got in return was the lowest scoring unit in the NFL. These guys didn't even score 17 points a game last season. They were absolutely pathetic. They ranked 23rd, I believe, in yards per play. So it's not as if it was some red zone anomaly. They were garbage. And Nathaniel Hackett took the fall and Russ took a lot of the heat. But let's not forget Russ was traded away from the Seattle Seahawks, an organization in which he had won a Super Bowl and delivered big-time results for the better part of a decade. That's something he accomplished. They had no problems trading away a franchise quarterback who at the time appeared to still be in his prime or close to it. There, I don't, when he left Seattle, it's not like anyone said there's only a year left. He's running out of gas. We thought there were a few years left. We could yeah. see some signs of decline, but Seattle passed on him. He's failed with Hackett, and now here comes Sean Payton rattling the cages. And that's exactly what he needs to do, because the definition of insanity, as we say time and time again at Sports Talk Radio, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So someone needs to get on Russ. The question for Denver is whether or not Russ is going to put the work in. Because this preseason, he looked thick and he looked slow. And that's not a great combination for a quarterback who's known for buying additional time by scrambling outside of the pocket so his wide receivers can break coverage down the field, get open, and convert big plays. If there's one thing I've always kind of gone by, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And when you look at what happened in the end in Seattle, it was not just let's trade them away. It was we can't get them out of here fast enough. And then they come back the next year in the opener and Russ goes to Seattle and they beat him, and Pete is saying, you know, this is wonderful for all of our guys who were here over the years, for the Legion of Boom, for all those guys. It was clear there was nobody that could stand him on that team. And that, to me, is what Sean Payton is going on right now. Russell Wilson showed the Seahawks who he was, and Sean Payton believes him. And he looks at what happened last year. And, you know, he took those comments. What's so strange to me about this is he, he is making this look good because he took those 
comments that he made about Nathaniel Hackett about how poorly coached they were last year. Like he's trying to prop up Russ a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I think this is a heck of an acting job. On, on his, behalf of Peyton. On behalf of Peyton. Because think about this for a second. What happens if it goes bad early? For what, the Broncos? Yeah, what happens if it goes bad in the first four or five games of the year? It's time to start thinking about the short and long-term future of the program. And that would involve tanking. And it brings up an interesting twist with one of the best prospects who has basically made it known now, you better be the right team with the number one pick. We will explain what that means in comments that came out today next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2022 Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, seven There's only one guy that can throw the ball like him, Mahomes. How did Caleb Williams Unbelievable. Do He's awesome. He's really, really special. The magic man pulls out the magic wand. Maybe it's going to be for a little bit longer at USC than we would have anticipated. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And by the way, you can watch us on the ESPN app as well. So you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Drink it in, America. Exactly. Goes down smooth. (laughs) Uh, We were talking a moment ago about Sean Payton and how poorly it would have to go early for him to consider packing it in. We tank. Let's position ourselves moving forward. If you're asking yourself, well, they don't have picks. No, they do. They've gotten the pick uh, back for this coming year. Not back, but they have their first-round pick uh, for 2024 uh, after the Russell Wilson trade. That was the, the next two years. So the thing to remember is if it goes poorly, Peyton's not going to have the patience to ride this out with Russell Wilson. So the Broncos could end up in a situation with the number one pick. Couple that with these comments from Caleb Williams' father in a GQ story that has just come out about Caleb and his future. Quote, the funky thing about the NFL draft process, he'd almost be better not being drafted than drafted first. System's completely backwards the way it's constructed. You go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, worst organization in the league, they get the first pick. So... He's got two shots at the apple here. If there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, that just scared the hell out of me. And you know who did that? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning did not want to play for the New York Jets in the 1997 draft, and he came back and ended up in Indianapolis. Now, I have to believe that if the Broncos and Sean Peyton look at those comments – you have to feel pretty good 
if you ended up getting the number one pick or into the top five. And maybe if I love Caleb Williams, I could move up easily enough to go get him and I could rid myself of this, I don't want to say cancer, but of this disease that is Russell Wilson pretty quickly. First of all, in the age of NIL, Definitely easier to return for another year of school. No because doubt. Because a guy like Caleb Williams is already making millions. So you come back to USC, you make a few more million playing another season, and then you can enter the NFL draft. Problem with that is that there's no guarantee you're going to get a really good, strong organization at the top drafting you next year versus the upcoming draft. So that's still a dice roll there. With Peyton and the idea of tanking in Denver, you have to start to wonder how many teams could be involved in the tank this year. Because we all know Arizona is going to be going for it. They've got a couple of picks in the first round, courtesy of the trade that landed them Houston's first round pick. Denver could very much be in that situation, too. And specifically to your point on the Broncos, when you're going to make an organizational decision like this, a lot of times you got to go to the top to see how they feel about it. Mm -hmm. If you remember the new ownership group, they hired Sean Payton but they were not in place when the team traded for Russell Wilson. He is not their guy. They acquired Russell Wilson in a trade. The Bolin family sold the team. The new group came in, inherited that contract, but got rid of Nathaniel Hackett eventually after his first year and then brought in Peyton. So if they had to make a determination on which direction to go, don't you think they'd be more inclined to side with Peyton and say, if you see this guy is washed, being Russell Wilson, and that we should go into the tank to try to land a guy like Caleb Williams? We agree with you. That's yeah, the direction. Absolutely. Absolutely I would because how quickly did they realize their mistake or the previous regime's mistake on Nathaniel Hackett? They got rid of him before the end of the season. That's and an Urban Meyer treatment. Absolutely. And they thought for a while when he was initially hired before the team was sold that he was going to get Aaron Rodgers there. And that didn't happen. Think about this. And the justification for Sean Payton would be very easy if this happened, first four games, Raiders, Washington, at Miami, at Chicago. You start one and three, oh and four, especially if you lose to the Raiders and Washington at home. Let's let, I mean, the tank is on. It's got to be. Because it has to be. The, the Rams open up with a very difficult schedule. Cooper Cup doesn't look, and you've talked about this, doesn't look like he's going to be back in the I'm immediate you, future. I, I don't think you're seeing Cooper Cup for a month at least. How many teams do you think are currently seriously considering the option of being at the top of the draft board next year? Because remember, it's not just about Caleb Williams. We always start the conversation with Caleb Williams. Drake May out of North Carolina is another, here we go, another sneeze. That but, one you handled much better. I, I put it very much under control. You let that one out. See, you probably feel better about yourself, more no. confidence, no, more I swagger. Still feel, I still feel miserable. Still feel myself. miserable. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like somehow a sneeze is going to change my self-esteem. That's amazing. <laughs> I, that's how I know you don't know me yet. So we also know Drake May out of UNC is supposed to be an elite prospect as well. So you're not necessarily going in the tank solely for the number one pick. No. You just want to end up with the top two. And we're going through before the show. Legitimately, Five teams? Is that fair? Who are the five? Name them out. I've got them in front of me if you need them. Uh, I would go, first of all, obviously I'd put um, Houston in that mix, even though they, they got the number one pick, or number two pick, uh, number two pick last year, and they took C.J. Stroud. They're still going to be bad enough to be in the mix around there. But they did send their pick over to Arizona. Oh, that's Remember right. Remember that they traded back yeah, up. Excellent so point. Arizona for sure. Arizona for sure. Uh, I think we could put the Colts in that discussion. Interesting. Uh, I think we can obviously put the Cardinals in that discussion. Can you put the... The Rams? Who were we talking about? The Rams about? in that discussion. 
Can you put the Raiders in that discussion? Absolutely. Because you've got a regime there between the GM and the head coach who are entering year two. Jimmy Garoppolo is clearly not the long-term future of the team. And the Raiders are one of two teams in the NFL that is a bottom 10 team from last year that somehow drew a top 10 schedule in terms of difficulty. Washington and the Raiders came out on the wrong end. When you're a bad team, you're supposed to have a favorable schedule next year. Didn't work out for those two. The Raiders could start slow. They could realize the best way to extend the franchise in terms of the GM and the head coach, let's convince Mark Davis we need to draft a brand-new quarterback Give us time to build with him. And Mark Davis is not the type of owner that's going to want to be paying multiple coaches. No. He's not rich like Jerry Jones, right? So no. he's he would be more cost-effective. I'll give you one more. All right. Patriots? Oof. I mean, the schedule is brutal. I, the start. schedule brutal. is god-awful. I, as far as unders, I'll give you a Lockadini right now, and that is New England. We need a little sound effect. Under for seven and a half. That's Lockadini yeah. number two. Lock that up. Tampa I, Bay as well. Throw them in there. Tampa Bay is absolutely in that mix. Tank point is, is on, man. Point is, Tank is on. There will be a couple of different options at quarterback, but you still have to, if you're the Broncos, go for it.